Welcome into Into the Crease. I am your host for tonight, Will Ortner. Joining me as always is Danny DeBach, Derek Harper. Boys, it's snowing outside right now. Aren't you excited? Doesn't that get you into the hockey spirit? Oh, it doesn't get any better than this. You got snow. This is this is almost as if it was Canada. Yeah. It's snowing every single day here in Ellensburg, just like in Canada. And it and what else do we have? We have hockey season in full swing. We're about to hit the mid-season stretch. About to hit this All-Star break. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. What about you, Derek? Yeah, I mean, one day maybe will the NHL Winter Classic in Seattle will be snowing during the winter. I mean. I mean, bring it on. Maybe another WHL outdoor game between the Tips and Hawks or something. That'd be really cool. You could have the game out here at uh, around Central, or you know what you could do is you could have it uh, over by Spokane. There's a lot they've of outdoor. Hosted on, they, they've hosted an outdoor game with their base, baseballs against Kootenai. That would be awesome. I would love to see it. They I'm not going to lie. I saw a little girl today. Well, I say little. College-age girl. She's short. Right, she was put on skates today by the snow, slipped and fell on her bum. Ooh. Poor girl. Ouch. Well, let's talk about people who don't slip and fall on their bums, at least not on accident. Uh, let's talk about. Yeah, it's been seen before in practice, sort of. Well, okay, maybe they before made some game. mistakes. Pre-game. They've fallen, you know, it Shara. happens from <laughs> time to time. So, anyways, let's get in to the Anaheim Ducks. They suck. They've the lost mighty twelve Ducks straight. Of Anaheim, not so mighty. Yeah, they've lost 12 straight. Boys, what do you think the issue is? I don't know. I mean, they're that team that's came in, like, they'll go to the second round of playoffs. Usually this year, I don't think they'll really make it. But usually they go to the second round of playoffs, and then they kind of choke or they kind of just fall out. It's like they had that their top level is, like, second round or at the best is conference finals, and then, then they're just done. They've never lived up their expectation. Now, there seem to be starting to make moves. They made a trade last night with the Nucks. Um, we'll see what else they do going into the rest of the season and maybe even the off off season here. Here's what I see about this 12-game losing streak. You have to look at who they lost to. They played a Boston Bruins team that's one of the best in the Eastern Homer. Conference. <laughs> Stop it. And uh, then you play, you play the Buffalo Sabres, and they've been good. They've been they're, the Eastern Conference in the Atlantic Division especially is stacked. So I, I grant that loss. Then you're playing a San Jose team. They're also one of the best teams in the Pacific Division. Okay, that's cool. And then you lose to Arizona in overtime. You took the game into overtime. You played toe-to-toe with them. That's okay. Then you play the number one team in the NHL in the Tampa Bay Lightning and lose in overtime. You lose to Vegas, who's also one of the best teams in the Pacific Division. And then you lose to Edmonton, who's starting to make a late push. And then uh, it was last Friday, th- they were playing the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they had, what was it, a 4 nothing lead. And then they choked it to the Penguins, because, well, it's the Penguins, Sidney Crosby. And then you lose you to the Jets, who, they're, they're good. The Jets, yeah, the Jets are, are a scrappy team. The Jets win a lot, and... And then they lost to Detroit on Tuesday night, which it's it's a game you should win. But looking yeah, at the blew Ducks, the, lead. the Wings had like a four nothing lead apparently, or th- no, I think it was th- three to zero, and they something like that. Came back with like four. So three. the bottom line is this: with the Ducks, they before they hit this huge slump, they were already high in the playoff standings, and they've fallen on hard times. They've lost twelve games in a row. I understand that. 
but you have to take into account they're still in the thick of the wild card chase as they are sitting just a mere two points at the time of this recording from a playoff spot with Anaheim sitting at 47 and with Minnesota sitting at 49 points and with these two teams playing tonight Anaheim can be can tie Minnesota for the last wild card spot so they're still in the playoff mix and this is just a rough season which looking at this in retrospect I don't think it's a huge cause for concern as far as the in the entire playoff hopes are concerned the season isn't over for the Ducks I understand that but it's surely a red flag because you're supposed to be winning games and come April and May you have to win four out of seven games consistently, not zero out of 12 as a whole. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. When I think of the Los Angeles uh, Anaheim Ducks, <laughs> that's an Angels reference for you baseball fans. I think of a solid team. I think they're just going through a slight skid right now. I think they will get better. They're going to have a get-right game here against the Minnesota Wild, and I think that they will put themselves back on pace to make the playoffs. This might not be their year to go for a Stanley Cup run. However, I do think you will see the Anaheim Ducks in the postseason. We're going to take a very short break. You'll hear a little dinger or a little buzz or a little music, and we'll get right back into the podcast. Coming up next, we're going to talk about a little bit of NHL and Seattle talks, Who, what their name's going to be. We're going to go into some WHL talk about Seattle, the Thunderbirds. Obviously, we'll talk a little bit about the Everett Silver Tips, the Portland Winterhawks, and, of course, we will get into some other NHL news. But we're going to take a really quick break. Thank you for listening to Into the Crease. Welcome back to Into the Crease. Sorry about that short break. We're back here with hot flying hockey action. Easy for me to say. A little tongue twister, right? Dang, oh, do you do yeah. Sally sells, she sells. Ugh. I can't say it. You, Can you, you do already it? got. You, you already, try it. You already lost. Try it. You already lost. I know I did lose. I want you to do it. Why? All right, fine. We'll talk hockey. That is what this. Ah, you got close. All right, Derek, can you do it? I don't think so. All right, we'll get into hockey. That's what people are here for, right? Exactly. Yeah, okay. You know what? We'll stop distracting everyone. Actually, do your job. Sally sells she's. Oh, no. (laughs) You can't do it. Stop. All right. So, the Sabres have a stud rookie by the name of Rasmus Deleen, right, boys? And then you've got another stud out with the Vancouver Canucks, Elias Pettersson. And these two are just setting the league on fire when it comes to rookie scoring, rookie plays, rookie minutes. They're getting a lot of assists, a lot of goals, finding way to get points on the board for their team and get points in the stat sheet. So who do you guys think is the favorite to win the Calder Memorial Trophy? Do you got Pettersson? Do you got uh, Deline? by a mile. I've seen NHL graphics and Pettersson. Homer. I mean, I, I am a homer there. I admit that. I'm but just even kidding. Looking at the st- I mean, I am partly. But look at the stats. Pedersen has uh, came out to score in left and right, getting assists. And he by Mike Matson, he had a really dirty hit and was just out for weeks. And he still hasn't came back. I think he's going to debut sometime later this uh, week. He's been out for months. And Darlene, I think one factor in his not a slump and not doing as well, he's two years younger, but... He spent ten more minutes in the penalty box than Pedersen has, and he's also not been. He has about um, he has twenty five points, while Pedersen has forty two. So it's a he's about halfway under. 
I would say it's difficult to grade on a scale of a forward in Pedersen and then a defenseman in Dahlin. What I look at is the team's success and how the rookie is contributing to it. Looking at both these teams, both have fallen on hard times and missed the playoffs. That's why they drafted these players yeah. so high. And with the bubble, the bu- the bubble, the Buffalo <laughs> Sabers. Easy for you to say. I can't even do Sally Sells seashells right. by the seashore. Hey, I, I pulled it off. Good job. Back, back to back on topic and back on track. With Rasmus Dahlin and the success of the Buffalo Sabres, they're right in the in the middle of the playoff chase for Buffalo. They're just standing, what is it, a game or two outside of first place. And they're right in the middle of the playoff picture, and that and that's and that's really saying something when you when you consider how Buffalo has always been the at in the bottom of the league. But in the same standard, look at Vancouver; they only stand one game behind the Wild in the the last wild card position. So both these teams are on the outer cusp of the wild card positioning. And when it comes down to who is the best rookie and who is can who's really contributing more. I have to agree with you, Derek. Pedersen has, next to Brock Besser, has been a part of the scoring outlet for the Vancouver Canucks, and he's one of the weapons that you look for. With Buffalo, the main guy to look out for is Jack Eichel and Jeff Skinner yeah. and company. That's who you look out for for the if you're the Sabres. Sure, you have Darlene, but he's not producing as much as a role as Pedersen has with the Vancouver Canucks. And here's a dark horse. If he's able to catch fire later on the season, Brady Kachuk of the Ottawa Senators. He was out with an injury for quite a while, but if Kachuk is able to bring on some last late season steam, he could possibly help his Ottawa Senators team get out of the cellar of the NHL in last place. And if he can do some damage... Who knows? It might be Kachuk who can steal this from Pedersen. I don't think that's happening. I mean, the, that guy's he can score and play well. But, I mean, that organization, um, I don't know if you heard what happened with the organization, um, trashing coaches and stuff left and right on during an Uber ride, actually. But um, I think he'll do well. But I think ultimately it's Pedersen that comes out on top here. When I'm looking at this, for me personally, I look at Deline, who is a true 18-year-old. He's a young buck out there. And then you look at Patterson, or sorry, Pedersen. He is a 20-year-old who has professional time in a Swedish hockey league. I, actually, the top Swedish hockey league. So he's almost had some practice. Do either of you two feel that the fact that he is 20 years old, that being Pedersen, is allowing him to play better or does it should it even count that he's a rookie since he's already played in professional leagues? Well, he's a rookie to the NHL and not to the trophies for. And the fact is, when he was overseas, that's a lower tier than the NHL. I mean, but the fact is, Pedersen, yeah, he's a forward and uh, Ras uh, uh, Miss is a D man. But for Pedersen to have contributed 42 points in less games than Ras uh, Miss has actually played, I think that's kind of the factor there in that. Patterson's going to kind of run uh, run uh, with the trophy there. Well, the, you have to take into account, Derek, just just like I said, defensemen don't score as much as True. forwards. So that's why I don't think that the stats should 
carry much worth as far as the scoring output is with Rasmus Dahlin. But here's what I think as far as Dahlin is concerned. Most great defensemen have very long careers. Why? Because they start out very young. Look at Chicago and how they've dominated with Brent Seabrook and Duncan Keefe. Why? Because they started when they were both at young ages and they've been mainstays in defensemen in the National Hockey League. And that's the exact start that Darlene has. That's why I personally believe that Darlene can be a great fundamental cornerstone for this Buffalo franchise because you have Eichel doing the scoring and then you can drop the puck back to the point to Rasmus Dahlin and he can blast a shot from that spot and then who, who knows what happens there but he's got a great body his speed is something else that's why I believe that Dahlin has more of a future than Pedersen does with the Vancouver Canucks whoa whoa, whoa. you're saying I mean I can understand what you're saying there but Pedersen, he still has meat to probably put on himself there. And that kid, he can skate. He is a fast skater. He has oh, some experience in the SHL. I do see what you're saying. I mean, the D-men uh, D, D don't have as much uh, work to do, really. But Pedersen's so young and still has that potential. He's only 20, and he's doing this. That's a little scary. I would agree with that. But look at Vancouver. If... I'd say both these guys are have great futures ahead of them. Let's get that straight. But with Darlene and the Buffalo organization, I think his emergence into the Buffalo landscape, because in Buffalo, they love them some sports. They love their Bills. They love their Sabres. And don't get me wrong, Bandits, same, with, same with Vancouver. They love their Nucks. But with the Canucks, with their... There's, what, semi-recently long success when they went to the Cup with with Roberto Luongo in, in net. Daniel. But with Buffalo, they haven't been in the playoffs since I've even been alive. So that's more of an accomplishment. That's Chubs. why I think Rasmus, <laughs> Rasmus Dahlin's going to be more of a headline player than Pedersen is with the Canucks. Well, ladies and gentlemen at home, please feel free to decide and tweet us or text us in here at 88WonTheBerg. You can text us in at 509-963-2311. Tell us why Deline's going to win the Calder Memorial Trophy. Tell us why uh, Elias Pettersson is going to win the Calder Memorial Trophy. Or a dark horse, whoever you feel could win. Please text us in or tweet at us at 88WonTheBerg. Feel free to do that. We're going to take another quick break and then we're going to get right into seattle they're getting a new hockey team 2020 if i am correct 2021 2021 all right they're making me wait one extra year for my oh, nhl hockey but we had gary bettman in seattle he's talking about potential seattle nhl names we're going to talk about it here next make sure you stay into the podcast and we'll be right back here on into the crease welcome back to into the crease here, I am your host, Will Ortner, joining me, Danny DeBach, Derek Harper. Boys, we are all from the Pacific Northwest. We are all from Washington. We finally have our own NHL team. It Woo! has taken years. Yeah, they'll be a great arrival here. Yes, we can't wait. 2021, we're finally going to get hockey. I'm so excited. I thought that we were getting hockey in 2020. So, while well, I am sad to say that I will have to wait another year, as will I the rest of you. I still have my nuts, though. Well, your nuts are going to have to take a back seat. To my Seattle, whatever team we're gonna I name. I can't. I mean, there's too many former Hawks on the Knucks now. 
Nah, we're going. Okay, former no, no, the Seattle whatever we're gonna call them, the Whatchamacallums, they're gonna take down your nucks. Speaking of the Seattle Whatchamacallums, this uh, well, what currently, do you call them? Recently, exactly, they have no name. And recently, NHL Commissioner Rocking? Gary Bettman visited Seattle, and he came up and he did a little interview, and the topic of the team's name came up. There have been many people who have speculated. There's been speculation that the name could be the Metropolitans, Totems, Krakens, Sockeye, Steelheads. You name it, it's been thrown out there. Boys, what name do you want the Seattle teams to pick? You know, I'm, going, I'm going to go up to Seattle, and I'm going to watch the Kraken play. Yeah, the Seattle Kraken. I'm going to go watch the Seattle Kraken, people. Okay, I, okay. Some people have said that that's kind of a younger, like, AHL-type name. And I can understand that, but I think it'd be kind of cool to have that name. But as much as that'd be a cool name and the logo, logo that's in for that, they're pretty dang sick. The Kraken? I mean, they're pretty, the Kraken, they're pretty Kraken? slick. But the name I think I'd like to go with, and they're trending down, but I'd like to go with Totems. You have the WSHL team, the Junior A team, and they've been kind of supporting them. And so you could have the Totems, who actually used to be a team in the, I think it's the West Coast, League or whatever, yes, they battled the Nuts. that's correct. And you could have the Totems, they'd have a junior team there, kind of a, maybe the organizational buy-in or something. Or, and you'd have the NHL team, you could have, like, better uniforms to the Junior A team or just more um, materials for them. Uh, they'd be more well-known, they'd fill their games. And then you'd have the NHL team. I mean, it works so well with all the... Hockey, hockey there. I mean, it's a rich. They have that. You used to have a pro team with that name. Does sorta. does the name mean the difference between people coming in to watch games and not? Because to me personally, it doesn't. Not necessarily. I don't care. But what do you guys think? Ninety-five percent no. There's uh, there's a few picky fans here or there that would be like, I don't want to support a team like if there's a baseball team down in PTX, the Pickles. That got some really bad uh, fans. Some fans did not like that at all. But I don't think in this there's really an issue. I think if they choose Steelheads, there might be a little backlash because of the ECHL team. But other than that, I think it'd be great. I don't think any names would really get any uh, bad news. If you're trying to name a team, you need what? Intimidation, and you have to represent the community. Look what Vegas did when they named the Golden Knights. That had some backlash. They almost had to rename the Army. Well, that's that's that is right. Army is the uh, knights, but they got saved by the golden. Do you think that yeah, their paratroopers team or something? And they had the, they finally the army finally dropped it. Well, looking yes. at at what it means for the city of Vegas, that that's really a testament of of what of what that city is. They're trying to show their strength, and and it's such a city where money is is a big deal because you try and gamble it away and money is important in Vegas. You try so. and gamble it into your pocket. You don't try and gamble it away. Yeah, well, you, we know what they happens. Also, Vegas also had part. another event there to rally around and I think we all know what that is. But for the most part, that team brought the community another thing to cheer uh, for. Well, as far as the team name is concerned, I'd say it's an accurate perception of Vegas as a whole. That's why I like the name Golden Knights for, yeah. for that 
franchise. So for Seattle, you have to you have to assume this. They're going to pick a great name. So whatever it is, I'm just excited to, to hear what the team name is. And if I if I recall, the team name will be decided in the next few months, which I'm I'm really I th- I think excited. It's June, about. I think they'll know by June, and or sometime in June. If I were to choose what a, a great team name would be, the Steelhead seems intimidating. The Sockeyes, too. But then again... Sock them in the face. Sock but, guys. Well, get this. We're in the same division as the Sharks. So, yeah, it wouldn't go well if it's the Sockeyes and the Shark. If the Sockeyes sees a Shark, well, you know what's going to happen. The Shark has more speed, and the Sockeye is slow and yeah, flimsy I and small. Those. And then the Shark would devour the Sockeye. And we know we don't want to, that to happen when we play San Jose. So it's it's a tough one. It's it's. I, I would even go to a stretch of saying that we should be the Metropolitans. Go back to the old NHL 1917 franchise. Stanley Cup champs. That was that was prominent in the 1910s. That that team won, won the first Stanley Cup in the United States. So I'd say maybe a team, maybe not necessarily a, a pet, I don't know what's a what's the scientific name of a fish pescatology or whatever dude i don't know science i'm a jock well i don't know either so we're in the we're in the same boat yeah. i'd say instead of a more fish type of a name we could do a more marine type of a name as opposed to a I'd fish that way when we play the sharks we 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 would have ugly perceptions of what would happen so i would say it would have to be Marinic, if that's a word, more t- more I of a think, mar- I think moronic mar- is the word. Maritime, moronic, maritime, or something something along those lines. But yeah, if there is a name, I would say something similar to that, just because of the sole fact that the sharks in our division. And if we were named after a fish, eh, I would not like to hear about those pictures. Well, you know what, you guys yeah. forgot the about one dark horse name. Ooh. What is it? You guys heard of this? It's Maybe. it's hot off the press. It's hot off the presses. Excuse me. It's the Seattle Will Ortners. Ooh, right. I can go off of that. They'll have a dude in a fat suit running around with a beard on, and long hair, and he'll look that's just Johnny like Canuck. me. That's and Johnny then there's Canuck, going man. to be the no, mascot. That's Will Ortner, right there. It's a Will. It's a Will. Real live Will Ortner as that's the right. mascot. That's right. That is Johnny a name. Canuck. That they have vastly overlooked. And honestly, I'm quite offended. It angers me. But like Derek said, hopefully we will soon know the name of the Seattle team. We're looking at possibly a June release date. But just as like we thought we'd find out that Seattle had a team in the summer and the spring of previous years. It took them until the fall of 2018 to tell us the truth. So we might not know until the team actually sets foot on the ice. So we will find out hopefully before the first puck drops in Seattle, <laughs> but who knows. And hopefully the presentation's better than Vegas. That did not go well. Hopefully it is. Hopefully it's really cool and it's awesome, and hopefully someone gives me tickets for free so I can watch the game and not have to drop $100 to watch an NHL game. But, boys, we haven't hit any WHL action so, coming up next, we're going to make sure that we transition into the WHL. The Seattle Thunderbirds did something I would darn right say is quite amazing over this last week. We're going to go over it next. Make sure you stay tuned here on Into the Crease, powered by 88.1 The Berg. Welcome back to Into the Crease. I am your host, Will Ortner. Joining me, as always, Danny DeBuck, Derek Harper. Boys, 
The Seattle Thunderbirds did something I would darn right say is probably a miracle this year. Danny, I know you love yourself some Thunderbirds. Please inform the listeners on what your Thunderbirds did this weekend. It was last Thursday. Oh, sorry, this last week. This last Thursday, we we went all the way up. We had a long road trip where we we were we were traveling. We were traveling like mad dogs. We had seven straight road games in a row. And in one of those games last week, it was Prince Albert. And okay, who is Prince Albert? They are ranked number one in the WHL. Number one in the CHL, too. With 77 points on the seasons. So this is a team to be reckoned with. And we go all the way up to Prince Albert. And what do we do? We smoked these guys. It wasn't even close. We destroyed Prince Albert. They weren't even in the game. It was it was no contest. At the end of the second, it was already 3-1. to one, And we cruised to an easy 4-1 win. Guys, Seattle is back. No. We're going no. to the playoffs. We're going to the Western okay, Hockey League so. finals. Just book your tickets. We should already buy our t- our tickets to the Memorial Cup already. Uh, have you ever heard about the ever si- silver tips? Oh, yeah, put we him back in his place, them before. Please. Portland, Everett, Spokane, Tri City. Oh, just look at the last two of the last three years. Who was in the WHL finals? That's right. Seattle was. We're always in here and we're here to stay. This was our statement win. And look at our road trip. We traveled all over You're the place. You're rebuilding. We traveled all over the place. We've, we've beaten Moose Jaw, who's one of the best teams in the league. We played we played Saskatoon and played them toe-to-toe. We beat Regina, who, yeah. who was in the Memorial Regina, Cup. They went yeah. to the Memo- Memorial Cup final. We they beat hosted them 6-3. They hosted it. And we've, we've, we were resilient through this road trip. We won plenty of games. And now we're about to hit a... Th- we're going to have home games in three of our next five, and we're going to be just rolling. Seattle is back. Derek, please put him in his place. I mean, okay, so here's the thing. I'm going to go with an NBA uh, reference here a little bit. Rebuilding teams, they have really good games occasionally. The Blazers, they lost Aldridge to the Spurs, and then that next year, they had this weird surge. They went to the, like, the second round. Nobody thought they were going to do anything. They gave them like 30 wins, and the Blazers went on to the like, second round. It was nuts. That's what Seattle has here. They're going to have a lucky year, but they're rebuilding. I'm not saying they're going to be garbage at all. I'm not saying that by any means. They're a talented team at times, but realistically, I think they could make the, the wild card spot in the playoffs. I think they easily could, the way they're playing. They keep keep this up, but they got to keep it up, and even then, you're going to run into the Wint, Wint, Winter Hoss. You're going to run into the Silver Tips, maybe, maybe even the Chiefs or the Giants and the Royals. The Giants are a force this season, too. Those guys are dang, dang, dangerous. Here's what I would say about this, and and looking at Seattle as a whole, they they've struggled lately. I'll be honest with it. I'll be authentic, and they've fallen on hard times. But this road trip is a season-defining trip, and with the trade of Andrew Ziak and with the younger guys stepping Cheers. up, and 
this Seattle team has built itself from being young to going to Western Hockey League championship after a Western Hockey League championship, and with our late uh, and being the last U.S. division team to win the WHL. That that sounds so sweet to hear. We were the last <laughs> U.S. team to do it. That's awesome. Oh yeah, that's cute. Well, it's like what your fourth banner? Please. Well, hang hang on a second. We are the we. We we don't care about. The, sure, you come with the, your most recent. What about excuse? your banners in Portland? They're so dusty. You're trying to dust it off. They probably have all. The, it's so dusty. You cut. You can't even smell it. It's I mean, probably Seattle's, a rag at this point. <laughs> you have a good rival 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 rivalry brewing here, but Seattle's a really good team. But it comes down to it, they're not going to go far this year. In a couple of years, though, with this rebuilding, in a couple of years, they're going to be scary. Well, here's my concern for Seattle. Everett is a force to be reckoned with. True. Now we ha- they have one of our guys in, in Zach Andrews. Yeah, yeah, that was not fun to see. And look at looking at Everett, they lead the league in in goals allowed, or they're they've given up the least number of goals at this stage of the season. So I'd say the struggle for us will be Everett. And then Portland, oh, they're just pushovers. So if mm. we're able to beat Everett, we we'll brought be in Hope for this year. Then we're going to go. We're going to play a BC division team that's weak. We're going to weak. Beat them. The Giants are really strong this year. Well, we play toe to toe with the Giants consistently. So and the Royals it's going are to always show up again. Dark horse and team. Seattle is going back to the final. <laughs> Homer. Yeah. But that's okay. Danny, I feel like I already know what you're going to say here, but I do want to hear your opinion as well as Derek's on this. Is this a sign of weakness from Prince Albert? They I have mean, shown that they are one of the top yeah. teams in the league. Well, really, they are the best team. I, it is them and everyone else. Yeah. In, yet in the they CHL. lose to Seattle. They've also, this year, um, before the Hofer trade to the Hawks, they lost a Swift Current in a shootout, and there's a couple other games that have been like uh, Red Deer or something that's been like, that's strange. I mean, they have very few losses, but the ones that they've got, with the exception of like the blades, have been kind of like, what's going on here? They have an off night this often here. What's going on? I I don't think it's really a weakness, but I think it's something to know and keep an eye on. I think if you can figure them out, like Swift Current has once, um, Seattle did, Red Deer's done, the blades have done. I think you get, if you f- figure them out, you can get uh, past them. Here's what I. I think to your question, Will, about Prince Albert and looking what they've done. After they lost to Seattle, that seemed to light a fire in them. They play Portland and they beat them four to two. They play Calgary, they win seven to three. Then they play Prince Albert, or no, no, they play Prince George, and they win six to two. Prince is same thing. Yeah. No, yeah, not I at all. Try. Yeah, Prince George, Prince Albert, same. No, no, no. But they've. They've rattled off win after win. So it was probably just a hiccup, let's be honest, with Prince Albert. And it's a combination of Seattle rising to their best and Prince Albert capping their potential as a whole, as a team. So I'd say that's why Seattle won. And it shows that Seattle has has the capability of winning to anybody. But also to Derek's point with, with this with this Raider team losing to Swift Current, who is in last place in the WHL, it all boils down to any team can win on any given night. And usually it's the better teams that win that have the most talent. 
So right now, I would say Everett and Prince Albert are the front runners for the WHL final and not the yeah. Seattle Thunderbirds. I mean, I totally think think that too. I've been thinking all season. But you got it. There's a couple of teams that could, I don't think it'll be them, but you could watch it. The Saskatoon uh, Blades, those guys are kind of a dark horse. They're not your best team, but they're pretty good. And then the Vancouver Giants are team keep going. And the Victoria Royals, I don't think they're in the finals, but they're just that one kind of underdog team that's like, just keep an eye on them. But I think it comes down to the Raiders and the Tips. I mean, the Giants could squeak in there and so could the Blades, I'd say, but I think it's going to be the Tips and the Raiders. Are there any other WHL? I was just about to ask, are there any other WHL US division teams that either one of you think can make it in. Danny, you can't say Seattle. Derek, you can't say Portland. Those are your favorite teams. Spokane. I'd, I'd say it has to be Everett. because Other than Everett. Other than Everett, you, it boils down to either Spokane and Tri-Cities. I'd say it's Spokane. They have better goaltending in my, in my eyes. And they play really well, and they know how to – they have yeah. great puck possession. I mean, the Hawks, they have a good goalie, but – if uh, keeping them aside, um, as we're doing here, I think the Chiefs they have and Anderson Dolan, they have Ty Smith, and those guys last year ran the Hawks to a seven-game series in the first round, and even that last game was a fight. Those guys could be scary. I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of be like knocking off the tips here. It's just those uh, those Chiefs are good, good, good team. Here's what I see. Spokane will have to go through Portland more likely than not if the standings prove to be what they are. And after you, if you were to beat Portland, Big then F. you have to play Everett in all likelihood. And to beat Portland and Everett, if this Spokane team really is something special, you have to beat the best teams. And that, that means going through Portland and going through Everett. So if Spokane can do that and show up, then yes, this team will be a force to be reckoned with because they can beat the big dogs and hang with them. But if they don't, it looks like the cream of the crop will rise at the top and Everett will win the win the conference, I would say. So that's 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 my picture. I think Everett is really running away with this Western Conference as a whole. I would agree with both of you guys. I do believe that it will be the Silver Tips division to lose here in the U.S. I can't wait to see what they do. I personally, as a Hawks fan, I do hope that the Winterhawks are able to find a way with the addition of Hofer to make yeah. a good run into the postseason and go after the Silver Tips. However, my mind says no, while my heart says yes. Same. Thank you for tuning in to Into the Crease. We just hit NHL talk. We hit WHL talk. That's what we are going to do every week. Joining me, as always, Danny DeBach, Derek Harper. Thank you, boys, very much for tuning in. If you are a fan of the show, or if you are a fan of the podcast, please make sure to like all of our stuff that gets posted on 88.1 The Berg Sports Central. That's where you should go if you want to see recaps of our shows. It will be on our tweets. Please make sure to give it a like. If you see it on Facebook, please give it a like as well. My name is Will Ortner. Thank you very much for tuning in. Next week, we're going to do very much of the same, talking NHL, WHL action. One more time. Thank you for tuning in to Into the Crease, powered by 88.1 The Berg.